Uh, guys, uh, hey, what's up, y'all? Um, I, so I saw something here in the radio station the other day where a traditional gym class hero moment was placed upon another. And I was neither the victim nor the victor. So it was kind of an interesting situation to see. I'm sitting here in what we call the sales pit, right? And I'm talking to one of the sales guys. And all of a sudden, you see the uh, sales director who, you know, runs all these little minions in the sales pit, whatever. (laughs) And uh, she, like, sticks her head out of her office. Dave, one of the sales guys, come here. And he was, like, in the middle of a conversation in which he was all jovial and, like, they were joking around about something, right? And he walks in. She closes the door behind him. And you... I've never heard this lady get loud. She got so loud, basically scolding him like a child. And this maybe took two minutes tops. (laughs) He comes walking out of the office. 180 degree demeanor change. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's amazing. Dude, his whole day went from like, hey, cool. You know, whatever. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's a good day. About to go knock out some stuff to like, oh, I need to rethink how I'm doing all this right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it was just a grown man uh, just got put down by the uh, sales director lady. Gym class hero moment. You guys seen anything recently in which you were the neither the victim nor the victor? Someone uh, imposed a gym class hero moment on somebody? Oh, yeah. I'd like to bring up one. Okay. Well, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, it's P. Rez from Shaw Town. Oh, hey, hey, um, P. Rez. How you doing? Good, man. Beautiful how you doing? In, beautiful day in the Queen City today. I don't know how I feel about Shaw Town. It's PLP. Or the QC. You know, whatever. I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling spicy today. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what example you got, P? Um, I'd like to bring up the most above average yet not great quarterback ever to play the game, probably Mr. Tony Romo. Okay. And the fact that he gets to sit in the booth and analyze Dak Prescott and make more money than Dak Prescott is this year <laughs> is just very hilarious to me. Wait, did he sign that Monday night football contract? I mean, they threw, I, I, I'm not sure if he's signed on the dotted line yet, but they're throwing 17 mil a year his way and Dak can't even get a contract. I think <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, listen to Dak's credit. They probably will franchise him this year. And I think that puts him at what? 31 million for the year or something like that. I think what's top five of the quarterbacks and they all make over 30 top five quarterbacks. So, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Romo, yeah, kind of average quarterback, really good in the booth, gets to talk shit about his uh, predecessor or his uh, successor. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the ladies say anyway, really good in the booth. <laughs> um, I got another one, too, for you that I want to bring up that it's not happened yet, but it's going to happen, and when it does, I'm going to buy the poster. That's Mr. John Morant. This guy is trying his best. To posterize one of these fellas. He almost did it to AD last night on my Lakers. And, dude, this kid's getting up. He, he put his nuts in Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin Love. Love's mouth the other day and almost <laughs> did it. But the guy's trying. I give him credit. And when he does, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Well, listen, man, I, I, I almost already give him the credit because even though he's not putting down the dunk, he's definitely making these dudes feel bad about the fact they just got nuts in their face. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I don't know about Anthony Davis, but you know, he 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 almost got posterized. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin Love got a face full of testicle. Kevin Love was laughing about it after the game and was like, "Man, I'm just glad he didn't finish." Yeah, would have been out of going down in history. He would have been 
in the books forever. I saw that. Yeah. No. Now, listen, John Morant, definitely rookie of the year, in my opinion. Hands down. Same here. Uh, Burns, you got a traditional gym class here, a moment you'd like to bring up? You know, I um, it, I didn't see it firsthand, but it, I, I kind of feel cheap bringing up this one that I, I just looked at this morning. Yeah. It was a video online of two guys fighting at a McDonald's, and it was obviously late night because their, their hand-eye coordination was not good. <laughs> um, but this guy had a, a, you know, like a number eight meal in the bag with a big gulp Coca-Cola in his left hand holding it like a football, and he beats up this other guy with his right hand. <laughs> no spillage? And, and the, the caption was, uh, he, he got punked with one hand and a and a Happy Meal in his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just funny. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd feel real bad if I got beat up by a guy with a, a number eight and a Coca-Cola in his left hand. I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad that is pretty bad you know uh you know you got worked when dude like how what's the irony dude's holding the happy meal <laughs> in one hand and there's nothing but violence and unhappiness in the other hand <laughs> and all the employees are sitting there filming it like it was like just normal my fa- my favorite viral videos are when they like the employees go go after the customers because they've had enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just start jumping the counter <laughs> The only thing that makes that better is if the dude rocking the Happy Meal knocks dude out, stands over him and goes da 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 da, <laughs> and then pieces out. He's loving it. <laughs> I mean, how, how great would that be, though? He's loving it. <laughs> you got it. You got to do the da 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 da. That would be the ultimate gym class hero moment, faux show. <laughs> and then throw your big up on him and walk away. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's pure shame. Yeah, shameful. You you got you got to move if you're the other guy at that point. Yeah, no, you change cities immediately. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> A gym class hero, the guy or group of guys in high school or junior high that always kicked everyone's asses in games and basically made you feel even more shitty about your own suckiness. Welcome to the Gym Class Hero Podcast, where participation trophies go to die. All right, well, we've just finished up uh, NBA All-Star Weekend uh, last weekend. And it's amazing how you can get something so horribly wrong one night, in my opinion, and then the very next night, totally redeem yourself. Welcome to episode seven of the Gym Class Hero podcast, where we examine the total redemption Gym Class Hero moment. I'm Thomas Michael, your host, creator, and captain of the team. Investigations and laugh, guys. You know, it is what we do. Uh, before we get to that, guys, real quick, um, I know Burns. I know you. I'm not sure if you tuned in for this part of it, but uh, Shaka Khan. Um, what the hell was that? It's like she kind of went out of her way to be real, real bad. <laughs> My question, Perez. I know you saw it. Worst national anthem ever. Kind of like, hey Fergie, hold my beer real quick. Oh man, you brought up Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that's number one in the worst at, up to that point, right? Yeah, it's got to be, man. Like I'm so fed up with these artists trying to make the national anthem something like it's just not like just stop just sing it man just do it why can't people be like whitney or lady gaga ripped it up at the super bowl that's true wow yeah i mean i'm kind of lost for words it was terrible it was pretty bad it was real bad you can do it differently by a little bit but at least do it good 
don't change it up and then just be horrible at it. You you don't need to redo the whole the whole uh, a little bit, not a lot. It's too much of a traditional song to change. Yeah, a couple of notes here and there, but don't put your own spin on our national anthem. It's ours, not yours. Right. Yeah. You know, throw a little vibretto on it, whatever they call it. You know, I'm not a musical guy, but yeah. Throw, throw a little, throw <laughs> a little shaky, yeah, whatever. Throw a little shaky voice on it in your whatever spot you choose, but don't get crazy. <laughs> like, don't go over the top here. Like, it's the national anthem. Let's keep it. Let's keep it simple, right? There's really no, there's no situation to throw a gym class hero moment on our national anthem. Yeah, right. Yeah, please don't gym class hero the the national anthem. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's unless you're Whitney, unless you're Whitney Houston. Okay, so uh, we have very differing opinions about how this all went down on Saturday night All Star Weekend. Uh, Saturday night, you know, skills challenge, Duncan three-point contest night. First off, get the get the hell out of here with that skills challenge. I mean, this thing's hot garbage in my opinion. Perez, we could have put you in there and you would have finished at least second. I, I think hey. you probably would have finished at least second in this thing. In my defense, I've been playing a lot of b-ball lately. I'm, I'm pretty solid. Right. Okay. Maybe you would have finished first in that case. You're right, man. Look at NHL. They're doing it up right. Like that skills challenge is legit in NHL. I mean, that's the only legit thing about the NHL right now. But like this, this stuff is like fundamentals 101 stuff, and it's like get out of here. Yeah. I mean, listen, they're doing running around cones, chest pass, layup, and a three pointer. This is like this is like elementary school basketball drills. And they're not running full speed. Give me a break with this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Come like, on, I do better. See some Russell Westbrook out there just balling out, right? <laughs> Throwing it down. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta incorporate a behind the back pass or a, a no look or a, a one handed, you know, off the dribble like pass. None of this regular chest pass. Like get get the guys out there that you know that are gonna bring the crowds, like a Steph Curry or somebody, you know. Yeah, and I get why they don't really want to compete in that, but, like, a chess pass, like, at least make it a bounce pass into the net. I don't know. It's something needs to change or just get rid of it, honestly. Like, it's stupid, yeah. in my opinion. Like, it's the worst part of the whole entire weekend. Yeah, I think you got to get, since, you know, the the long-range shooting's coming up in the league, I think you got to get, like, a crazy game of pig or horse. Oh, that's a good idea, P. Like, P. Michael Jordan, Larry Bird commercial-type shit. Or you're like in the in the stands throwing yeah. stuff off the backboard. Like I, I, I think do we that. Need to, we we also need to be careful what we wish for because we could be looking at some guy breaking half court shots for about twenty minutes. I don't know, man. These yeah. these dudes warm up shooting half quarters. I know. Did did y'all see the video of that girls team? Like they hit like eight in a row the other day. Yes, I did see that. That was awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I was like, there's no way they're going to hit another one. All different girls all hit half quarters. I would rather see those JV girls hitting half court shots than seeing some dude dribbling down the court, throwing a chest pass, hitting the three pointer. Get out of here. That was a waste of my time. (laughs) And like the layup, like they don't even throw it down. (laughs) I know. They don't even throw it down for style points or anything. It was the Shaka Khan of skills challenges. All right, well, listen, before I get off the rails, uh, let's get to our first investigation of the day. So enter the judges of the NBA All-Star Dunk Contest in this. You must be watching something different than me, Gym Class Hero moment, (laughs) because this is the problem with having power. It goes to your head. You know, sometimes it can be abused, and I believe that's kind of what we saw with the dunk contest. My first issue, why are you throwing 50s? At every single dunk. 
Don't you think these judges need to set the bar a little higher to start off? I mean, listen, first round, there were how many 50s put up? And they weren't 50-ish dunks. Let's be honest. That way, when the iconic dunks come, they're given the credit that they deserve. You know, when it comes down to Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr., you can let those 50s fly. Because both of these dudes, they were amazing head-to-head, no question. And now, crazy, I I know we all see this a little differently, but I got to ask y'all, how exactly does Aaron Gordon lose on a dunk in which he jumps over Taco Fall, the tallest dude in the NBA in this? You must be watching something different than me. Gym class hero moment. Tallest dude in the NBA clears him and dunks it and loses. (laughs) How? How? Perez. I got to be honest with you. That was like the least impressive dunk. Of the night to me, I think one thing that we're missing on TV that the the you know that the judges do see is the amplitude of these dunks. They're doing things differently today than they did 25 years ago. No I mean, question, it's just a fact. I mean, to get up like that, the speed, that one where Aaron Gordon bounced it off the side of the backboard, one-handed at windmills, like that is super hard, and he just made that shit look easy. I I, like, agree, I agree that that dunk was better than. The winning dunk, for sure. Yeah, and but I mean, I think you got to give the judges a sliding scale, get some decimal points in there, kind of like they do in gymnastics. If you're really gonna make it fair, um, whole numbers with only five people—that's just you're asking for ties a lot there. Or add another person. <clears throat> yeah, add another person. You know, you just got to make it. You got to make it a little. You're saying add another judge or add another player. Add yeah. another judge. Or, you know, give them a sliding scale. Make it, you know, in increments of even .25, you know. Just get get some decimal points in there. You know, I wouldn't go to, like, tenths or hundredths, but, like, just do it, like, by quarter decimal points. I think, you know, if you, if you really want to get down to it, if the dunk contest, like, if it was like this year, I mean, it was a pretty big spectacle, man. Like, I, it was the first time I've watched in a, a few years, and it was awesome. I think you got to go more Olympic style and actually do the decimal points, have – the, the players let you know what dunk they're going to do beforehand, so they have to do that dunk. This is my thing, man. Uh, I get the whole sliding scale, add the decimal points, that might help, but that's still not going to change the judges' actual judgment of these things. Because, look, back in the Jordan-winning NBA dunk, like, the foul line jump, that was a 10, and you knew it was a 10. A dude who does a behind-the-back windmill, flat-footed from underneath the basket, that's a 10, too. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like there has to be a a more solid standard. I get that, like, you might be able to separate out these top dunks with decimal points, but at the same time, do like, does, do all these dunks deserve to be at least, like, 40s, you know? Yeah, they do. I mean, I don't give Chad, Chadwick Bozeman any credit, but the other players that have actually played the game that know how difficult it is to do that, that's why they're giving them 10s. They're like, dude, Dwayne Wade, Hall of Famer, baller, one of the greatest to ever play the game. He couldn't do that shit. I think Dwayne Wade was scoring for Derrick Jones as a little homer or lack of scoring for Aaron Gordon because Derrick Jones plays for Miami, and I think you know Dwayne Wade was getting a lot of criticism for his uh, the nine that he gave Aaron Gordon, um, and I think that had something to do with it. Derrick Jones playing for Miami. I get at a certain point, and I totally agree with that too. It's a really fair point. At a certain point, you do kind of need to like separate and make a decision because <laughs> it can't go on forever with both of them getting fifties. Cause I don't think they were going to stop anytime soon, but I'm saying well, you, you jump over taco fall and you don't get a 50, but Derek Jones does like some windmill dunk and you give him a 50 and he wins. 
Well, Scotty Pippen alluded to why that happened. I don't know if you saw the interview this week, but he said Scotty was one of the the judges, and he said that they were all supposed to give him a tie again. But then uh, he didn't name names, but I'm pretty sure D Wade with his nine was the one that like messed that whole thing up. And that's why Derek Jones Jr. won, because Scotty was like, "Yeah, we were, we all kind of had an agreement that we were going to let them tie." And then at the end, Dwayne Wade busts out with a nine. Oh, that's and so shysty. <laughs> so shysty. Well, all right. So that that could be a solution to another or one of the problems. Uh, right there, you just said it was they're talking about tying them before the dunk. Get those guys away from each other. Don't let them, you know, communicate what they're going to do with the with the scoring. Right. Well, Put I, them I in think, like different areas of the in, arena. Well, I think he was kind of saying like on the final dunk because they had gone like two extra rounds they're like dude we're not there's no clear winner they're both balling out like it wasn't even fair to choose a winner i think the decision to do that probably has a lot to do with what went on with aaron gordon and uh zach levine a couple years back because they did the same thing where every dunk just got better and it was just amazing and it was never going to end and i think because they didn't give them that tie that's kind of how they were like all right we're doing this again we should probably just let them both win. Yeah, and I think the real loser of the dunk contest was Chadwick Boseman because he's made three films since Black Panther, and he still happened to be referred to as Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I saw a trailer for one of those movies. It did not look good. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, his movies are bad, but he still happened to do the Wakanda sign everywhere he goes, and it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Boson being Black Panther Jim Class Hero. <laughs> That's how they introduced him. You know him straight from Wakanda. It's like, dude, I've made three movies since then. That's so funny. Well, okay. <laughs> so that was night one. And, you know, in my opinion, a little disappointed as to the result. It was highly entertaining, but a little disappointed in the judges being Jim Class Heroes on the public opinion. <laughs> So well, what I believe to be a complete injustice to Aaron Gordon with the dunk contest, the NBA, the very next night, went out and made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside with their best Dumb and Dumber impression <laughs> in this totally redeemed yourself gym class hero moment. And when I first heard of the rule changes to this year's NBA All-Star game, first reaction was, yeah, who cares? Seemed complicated. Plus, you know, math, it's my crib tonight. So adding this onto this, blah, 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 super confusing, didn't care. (laughs) I quickly did a 180 on that opinion once the game got going, however, because, yeah, okay, this was not playoff intensity, but these dudes were actually running set plays in the first quarter. And normally, it's just highlight dunks, zero defensive resistance, but you could tell right away that if LeBron James, and I know you love this, Perez, cared about how the game went the rest of the players were going to follow suit do you agree with that Perez I do and I think a big reason for it was uh Kobe agreed agreed totally that's kind of what we saw happen a couple of factors in in addition to the Kobe thing winning each quarter for the charity was pretty cool especially since those kids that were benefiting from the charities were sitting courtside so I think that That was was a good that was a good motivator um little added incentive And then you had the fourth quarter. And like I said, me, numbers, not friends. But the way it broke down was the average score of the first three quarters plus adding 24 points for Kobe uh, to that score gave the total number needed to win the game. Okay. And it actually turned out to be a pretty insane experiment (laughs) because never before 
have I seen dudes diving for balls and taking charges in an all-star game? Not ever. I've maybe seen the occasional charge and it happened on accident. No one was diving for balls. Okay. Lockdown defense in the fourth quarter. Smart fouls in the fourth quarter. All foreign to previous years. And it was interesting, fun, and most importantly to the gym class heroes like ourselves, super competitive. Okay. I think the NBA shows the rest of the leagues how these things should be done. And this totally redeemed yourself gym class hero moment. Heroes, how do you feel like this game went in terms of the competitive nature? Best thing you've seen ever in an NBA All-Star game? For me, it was the best thing that I've seen in any All-Star game. Agreed. I mean, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about showing the other leagues what's up. I mean, the NBA, since the melee at the Palace, they have made all the right moves. They're showing the other leagues how you do things, man. Like, the NBA Cares program, the way that they let their stars show their personalities. You know, the All-Star game is just another testament. Like, David Silver, or I'm sorry, Adam Silver is the best commissioner, you know, in the land. I'm I'm glad NBA is where it is today because I'm a huge fan. And, you know, it makes me want to go where the beer flows like wine and the women flock like the salmon of Capistrana. Little Chianti. Little place called Aston. I wonder how many general managers were cringing when their star player that they pay $30 million a year is diving for a ball at the All-Star game. Listen, they've been playing basketball their entire lives. Play the, play, play the way you would normally play. I get it. Listen, it's a vacation weekend for you guys. But at the same time, like, it was interesting. And you guys, and they all had fun. Dude. You could tell they were having fun, like, trying to get to the, whatever, 153 or whatever the number was. Uh, I will say the one issue I have with this, and I I don't know how you guys feel about it, but winning on free throws, should that be allowed? Yeah, I mean. Yes, that's a part of the game. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, I mean. I mean. I I think that's uh, one of the biggest drama moments that you can offer in the basket, in any sport, really, is you're all alone on an island with whatever amount of time left, and it's just you in the basket, and you have a free throw. You make it. You win, you you miss it, you lose. That's I think that's an interesting ending to any sport. Yeah, I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense, too, because, yeah, I guess you're right, because think about it. If, like, it was coming down to that last bucket, you could just, like, clothesline people and just foul them before they ever get close to the rack. If, like, you're not allowed to end on a free throw, you would just keep fouling people, and they would get possession again. And then, you know what I'm saying? That could go on forever. So I guess that's... Yeah, and I mean, if, I if you didn't have the free throws, the chances of winning when you were down would be, like, you know... One in a million. I'm not saying but, I'm not you know, saying if, don't if, allow you know, free throws in the game. What I'm saying is, is the way that was formatted is they had to reach a certain number. Should they be able to get to that number with a free throw? And I guess, yeah, I guess I see where it's coming from on that. Yeah, but it, it was interesting. It's the best all-star game I've ever seen. I really think the NBA is headed toward, which is exciting. I think the NBA is headed toward a four-point uh, basket somehow. I think there will be a four-point line eventually. A four-point line or a four-point spot? What do you think? That's a good question. I think a four-point spot would be dope. Not not just the line. You have to get to a particular spot to right. hit it. Uh-huh. Um, that would that would cause all types of new plays um, and designs. I don't know if it would get used as much as they would like it to, but 
the way the range that these guys are shooting now, this three-point line in the NBA is just easy for people now. Oh, yeah. Oh, no question. People are shooting 30-footers like it's nothing. When these guys are hitting, like, step-back, fadeaway three-pointers, get out of here, man. Yeah. No, yeah, oh, absolutely no. Awesome. NBA is doing some good things for sure. And we're we're seeing the results of practice. You know, like, I mean, not to bring up Allen Iverson, but, you know, practice. But, I mean, if you see the videos in, you know, the gym or, like, after, these guys are staying afterwards at practice and shooting hundreds and thousands of, of shots from beyond the arc, and you're seeing the results for, for it. I mean, so the percentages are at a – they have to be at an all-time high right now. A lot of these guys, you know, back in the day, like, they if they didn't have a three-point shot coming into the league, they wouldn't develop a three-point shot. You know, they they would pretty much leave the same way they came in. But now these guys are practicing, and you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I think NBA is doing some real quality things. And like I said, listen, I was a little disappointed Saturday night of the dunk contest. I feel like Aaron Gordon got robbed, and I feel like those judges are soft. But other than that, the redemption on Sunday with that all-star game, good Lord, that was that was good stuff, man. Like, no, oh, yeah. you're absolutely right, Perez. All these other leagues need to take note. I know it's going to be hard to change the Pro Bowl. Listen, there's a lot more physical uh, liability with the Pro Bowl. I get that. But, like, the NHL all-star weekend, they do a pretty good job. People don't really pay attention, but they do a pretty good job. Not as good as the NBA's been doing, but decent. And then baseball, no one cares. Home run derby, those... The best hitters in baseball don't want to do it because they feel like it messes up their swing. And it does. It's shown. Like, it does affect them after the All-Star break if you go out there and hit in that derby. But Major League Baseball is missing the mark big time. That's a whole other story. But I'm telling you, it's too stiff. They need to let their guys show some personality, do bat flips, do whatever you want, like the NBA does. Or, you know, by the time we're elderly and have gray hair, we're not going to be watching baseball on TV. Yeah, no, no doubt. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Uh, you know what I think just needs to happen, guys? I think Adam Silver just needs to have a gym class hero summer camp, bring Goodell, Rob Manfred, and whoever the hell the NHL commissioner is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> drag him, some Russian, dude. Yeah, drag him in for a gym class hero summer camp. Show him what's up. And, uh, hey, maybe things will improve for uh, these other all-star weekends. All right, it is that time. Everyone's favorite game, pick one. If you've never been with us before, real simple. Put the fellas in two tough situations. They got to choose which one they'd endure over the other. Real simple, never pleasant. Gentlemen, you ready? Oh, yeah. All right, let's do this. Would you rather find yourself on an airplane that has just announced that there are signs of the coronavirus on board? The pilot explains that they'll need to make an emergency landing on a remote, uninhabited island. You wait for days, weeks, months for clearance to fly home. Heroes, you end up stuck on this island with coronavirus for an entire year. Or or you have to call every girl you've ever wronged in some way and explain what a terrible garbage human you were to them. (laughs) Okay. Your therapist has suggested this, by the way. It's not me. It's not my fault. That could take years. (laughs) This is your way of making amends. Thing is, thing is, by the time you get off the phone, they all have to have forgiven you. All of them. Pick one. <laughs> Put me on an island, Alex. <laughs> Put me on an island, Bob. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that if we go to the island for a year, 
Odds are I'm going to have more girl, more girls to have to call after that. To apologize to. <laughs> <laughs> There's always like one or two girls on the plane that you're like, hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to make more calls after the year. Okay, let's let's break, let's analyze this situation. Obviously, being stuck on an island with you know no shelter, no food, no nothing, uh, that's not really ideal. But neither is hopping on the phone in what could take days, weeks, possibly months <laughs> to uh, call every female you've ever wronged in any way. Do you think you could a recollect all those moments? B have the guts to make those phone calls, and C persuade them to forgive you <laughs> like i think mm. i think the second part of this question is the do you think you could get the second part done if not guess what you're hanging out on the uninhabited island <laughs> yeah i know for a fact there's some that are just no there's no forgiveness okay <laughs> i figured as much i figured as much hey, P-Riz. P-Riz, yeah. I mean, do i follow you <laughs> right or should you go first, Do I go first yeah. or you go first? well that that's another point thomas said to give us that because we could we could three-way call these girls <laughs> for our listeners uh something you should probably understand is that um if you don't know my guys right here perez and burns um they've had a tendency to um date and i don't want to say we use the word share but uh um <laughs> have crossed paths with these same females throughout time. Uh, and it's uh, happened in, on many occasions. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's what they're referring to is who should go first. <laughs> Dude, it's birds of a feather fought together. <laughs> birds of, yeah. I, I, I'd like to think that Charlotte's a big city, but sometimes it's not. No, it feels, not. feels really real not. small to y'all, I bet. <laughs> we have similar tastes. We have similar tastes. All right, final answer. So island, yeah, we could, island I, I or phone the, I calls. I think the call's looking a lot better now because we could just kind of like tag team know. it. Yeah. Well, just you know, yeah, conference we, call. Yeah, speaker phone. <laughs> All right, so we're going with the phone Over call. Y'all think beers. you could get this done? Yeah, I think it might be a good time. We might actually get a couple of dates out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if the result was like pretty solid and she seems cool about it, you know, I think we could, you know, ask her back at it. Okay, it's probably a really bad idea. <laughs> I think you should let that sit where it where it laid before you made the phone call. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would be epic and historic if we convinced a girl to meet the both of us. <laughs> right. I don't think it would be very difficult with our uh, with our history. So. I knew this question would be interesting due to the unique situation that y'all share with each other. <laughs> this isn't like most people wouldn't answer like this, but you two, you figured out how to teamwork this situation. <laughs> oh yeah, I like to think of it as our own version of a gym class hero moment. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you just gym class heroed. <laughs> apologies well done <laughs> well done <laughs> all right no, by That's the way great. in my opinion there's no chance to get through all those phone calls <laughs> no chance uh nba all-star weekend a roller coaster of emotions gym class hero moments at every turn in my opinion nothing quite like a good redemption story right as always we thank y'all for kicking it with us for episode seven of the gym class hero podcast Saw something in your daily life or the sports world that you maybe think we should probably investigate for you? Well, we'll do just that at Gym Class Zero Podcast. Drop that DM and we'd be happy to look into it. 
Catch up on all our episodes, wherever you do that podcast thing. Perez, real quick, don't ever, 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 ever root for Syracuse basketball again. I don't care if your team sucks and you're having a bad year. You are bad luck. Don't ever say that you're rooting for my team again because that was a bad luck. <laughs> Viva las naranjadas. <laughs> I got to say, Bayham's got to, you've got to hang it up after this year. Whoa, dude. Whoa. Whoa. Just saying. Thomas went silent. Hasn't been good in a long time. That's true. That's a fact. Bro, we just made a run at it three years ago. Give me a break. Come on now. A run to the second round? Bro. What run? What what is your run? We lost to the national champions in the Sweet 16. Oh, I like how you put it that way. I'm just saying. We came in as a bubble team, by the way. Way to sensationalize it. Well, listen. When, when Tar Heels make a run, we win the national championship. Okay, anyways. I don't know what you're doing. But... Okay, all right. Maybe, okay. <laughs> uh, Burns, uh, you just said you booked a, another uh, $3,000 vacation. Where are you going? Um, it wasn't necessarily 3000 I just said I could have. But uh, I'm, I'm only going down to uh, Orlando this time. Okay. For Labor Day weekend. Keeping uh, it simple. Wait a second, Burns. I feel a little slighted. Don't you normally come see me on? No, that's Memorial Day weekend. That's yeah, 4th of July. Fourth and 4th of, of July. Memorial Day and 4th of July is generally when I, I can expect Burns in Charleston. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, year, uh, this year I've got uh, somebody to hang out with. So. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, you can come hang out with me anytime. Oh, I will. I, too, am heading to Orlando. I'm, book- I'm in the process of booking a trip to Disney World. Oh, how my life has changed. Oh, man. I bet. Oh, well. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you have 10 grand in the bank. I'm a bargain shopper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, well, Perez tries to figure out his life at Disney World. Again, I am uh, Thomas Michael, your host, creator, and lead investigator. Remember, y'all, we have all got a little gym class hero in us. You know, it's just one dominant victory away from rearing its ugly head. Investigations and laughs, y'all. It is what we do. We'll see y'all for episode eight of the Gym Class Hero Podcast. See ya! See ya!